raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Hi, everybody. It's Suzanne Gallagher, and we're back today with our Illinois pre-co-leader, Cedra Crenshaw. Today, she makes the case critical race theory is actually racist. Let me give the explicit proof that they're pushing racism because I don't want anyone out there to think that, oh, you know, we're not for combating racism and, and things like that. Of course, racism is, is evil. It's wrong. But yeah. that's not what critical race theory about. Critical race theory literally sets up one group as the oppressor and the other group as the oppressed. And according to critical race theory, the oppressed are minority groups, Blacks and so-called people of color and the oppressors are whites. Yeah. So, so basically they're saying the color of your skin, yes, which camp you're in. And so you are automatically considered yes. as being oppressed or being an oppressor. Yes. So no and middle ground, no middle ground. No, none. And we have direct proof of that that came from our district. Um, our district employed an organization called Pacific Education Group. And this organization puts on different workshops and training sessions, one of which is called Beyond Diversity, which is a two-day workshop. Our district paid over $143,000 for this over the past four years. We analyzed the handouts from that workshop. And those handouts reveal, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the curriculum is aimed towards telling whites they have an unconscious bias against people of color. And that's why we see racial disparities in school environments. We got those handouts. They are on our website at parentsrightsandeducation.org forward slash Illinois. People could see for themselves. Um, and basically the, uh, this training claims that there is a condition called whiteness. And they actually have a handout in this workshop, which lists out so-called assumptions of whiteness. This is the same handout that the Smithsonian um, Institute put out this summer, which caused such an uproar because in that handout, it says that things like hard work, delaying gratification, the cause and effect relationship. I mean, these are just basic things. This right. is this is right. part of the culture of whiteness, that that uh, and that that is somehow bad. Exactly. That, that, and which, excuse me, but those were always character qualities that have been held in high esteem for everyone. Exactly. Everyone in this country 
that everyone is encouraged to work hard to uh, improve their situation by becoming educated. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous to say that that, aspiring to that, is racist. Yep. And so we have these contradictory viewpoints put out here. We have children who they really do need to work hard and delay gratification and uh, in order to be successful in life, period, no matter who you are. But we have people who are being trained to believe that if they impose that on these children, then somehow they're being racist. So that just doesn't, that just doesn't work. That's not going to work in real life. And those are just two of the points um, on, on this one particular handout called, called Some Aspects and Assumptions of White Culture in the United States. I mean, is it, it, this is incredibly racist and it is incredibly insidious and, and can't do anything but cause racial division and strife. And, and we've just seen exactly. so much of that already in our country. And so that's why we, we pointed this out. We put this on our website. We're trying to bring more attention to this. Cedra, where do, now where do you live? Aren't you close to Chicago? Yes, I live about 35 miles west of Chicago. Okay, so that's close. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I think that, that it's mean-spirited to tell children, and we're talking about other people's minor children. Mm-hmm. These are not adults who can have a free will. These are minor children telling them that because their skin color, and, and I consider, I, I'm white. Well, that's a color. We mm. are all people of color. Mm. But so what they have done though is, is put labels on children. Mm-hmm. Well, you're this and you're that and you're the other thing. What was so fascinating to me is that this is a total reversal of what um, we used to hear. Exactly. And what we used to hear was, Don't stereotype. In other words, don't make prejudgments of people. Mm -hmm. Now, if they if they disappoint you, maybe you will make a decision about them once you learn their behavior and what kind of people they are. But you don't. I mean, I don't. I still don't do that. I don't. I don't make judgment judgments of other people until they prove me otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's what we should be teaching our kids. But, but once you learn that you can trust someone, no matter what color they are, then you warn them about it. So, I mean, how confusing can it possibly be? I was thinking about this in relation to, you know, sexual harassment or sexual predators. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do want our children to be discerning. We want them to be on their guard somewhat for their own safety Telling kids on minority children, minority children of, of quote, quote, color, if they have darker skin, they're saying that everybody who is not of African-American descent and, and who could actually even know that 100%, um, that, that they're saying that they are at a disadvantage. They are the oppressed. Telling your minor child that they're oppressed and that they they don't they are not going to have the advantages and they can't do as well because or whatever giving them excuses not to try mm-hmm. in an academic situation 
That is a form of child abuse, in my opinion. Exactly. How dare they? I, so, you know, on all these levels, what is the role of a school? They are wading into waters that have nothing to do mm-hmm. with education. And it's back to, you know, social emotional learning, um, you know, all of this psycho, psychoanalytic landscape that and paths that they're taking our children down when they should be teaching them how to read, how, how to cooperate with others. Yes, of course, and work with other students, but they have to learn first. They have to have information that, they're, that they are uh, obtaining in their experience in the schools in order, in order to make those judgments in the first place. Um, it, it's, it's just really, it's a disservice. I, I, I think so too. And you mentioned, you know, talking about things with children that really have nothing to do with their education. Another law that passed here in Illinois um, is the law uh, requiring that LGBTQ history um, be taught in public schools from K through 12. And the issue is that they're going to um, separate out people with roles and contributions because of their sexual preferences. Now, I just find that Again, extremely inappropriate for children. It's just, it, it has no place. We can talk about history. Do we really have to go into the sexual aspect of the person that we're, we're learning about? Right. Very and again, it's stereotyping. It's st- see, it's stereotyping and saying, well, well, look at that. That person actually was able to achieve something. Even though, even though what? Every child should aspire to excel. Period. Exactly. I mean, regardless. So, but but they're also teaching this to kids said for who've never who are too young. Exactly. They have no. About, they don't even know what sexual preference is. Of course, exactly. they're, they're teaching them that as well. And these are two students. So when we talk about age appropriateness, it 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 it's an, it overlays everything. Uh, where they're teaching uh, grade school kids about um, sexuality in relation to uh, lesbianism or, or mm-hmm. a gay lifestyle or everything in between. In order to talk about those things, they're introducing them. Exactly. And, th- and that's the whole purpose of this state, state Senator Heather Steen. She said, Quote, one of the best ways to overcome intolerance is through education and exposure to different people and viewpoints. An inclusive curriculum will not only teach an accurate version of history, but also promote acceptance of the LGBTQ community. End quote. So, I mean, that's that's the goal of all of this. It's it's right. the, a political purpose. Um, not it's not really about the history. It's about accepting the LGBTQ. Yes, and you hit the nail on the head. And, and you know, and, and it's not a hidden agenda. They're right up front with that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, here's something else fascinating. And we know this. Why are we so surprised? We shouldn't be surprised. Because SICUS uh, and CPAC, have I, CICUS has now identified themselves, they've given themselves a new name. They develop a lot of these curriculums, mm-hmm. which are very centered on um, and, and uh, take a bow to the LGBTQ um, lifestyles and, and their agenda and, and their um, 
quest for not just tolerance, but acceptance. Acceptance, right. Okay, it's all about acceptance, not respect, but accept. They say that their new name is Sex Ed for Social Change. So now I guess we really do know the motivation for all of this, including CRT, BLM, all of it. It's all about changing the culture, mm-hmm. changing the social and, structure. And, and, one, and one more thing here in Illinois, yeah. uh, this, again, just passed last year in 2019, uh, they, they passed the teaching consent in public school law from sixth to 12th grade. And so basically they're going to teach what it means to give consent to sex starting in grade six. And, and that is remind, remind our listeners, what is that age? What is that age group? That's about 11 years old. About 11. 11. They're going to teach kids how to give consent for sex. Mm-hmm. And we put a video again on our website at parents, uh, parentsrightsined.org uh, forward slash Illinois, um, a, a, an article and a video that is um, an example of a video from Planned Parenthood, which, which many schools go to, to teach consent. And you probably shouldn't watch this with your little kids. That's how explicit oh. um, this video is, but we put it out there because parents need to see what is going on when it comes to teaching their minor, ch- minor children as young as 11, how to give consent for sexual activity. It's very, very disturbing. Yeah, and that is an interesting topic. We'll have to take that up another time. They say that teaching consent is helpful, mm-hmm. but, in, but actually what they're doing is they're teaching other students how to get consent. So they're becoming skilled mm-hmm. in encouraging yep. their peers to participate in sexual sexual activity with them. Exactly. And so once, and, and they're also taught that if they have consent, that's all that is necessary and that there's no right or wrong. It's all about consent. So that is one of the biggest steps in changing the culture. Exactly. And where do parents come in here? And this is, this is right. our issue with all of these issues. Parents should be the ones to decide how and when they talk to their children about these issues in accordance with their own values. Um, This is incredibly inappropriate to have the school just completely overstep um, parents. And and again, this is not a left or right Democrat or Republican. This is about parents' rights um, when it comes to their minor children. Exactly. And they can get that information. They can teach their kids whatever they want at home. But we come always come back to this. And that is that the public schools are for everyone. Exactly. Everyone should feel safe in sending their child to a public school. And we're going to leave it at that, Cedra. And this is fantastic. We want to point everybody to your Illinois page on our website. We have a website, Parents Rights and ed.org and just click on issues by state and you will see the state of Illinois go there and contact 
Cedra and her co-chair Linda. Uh, they would love to have you join them. They also have a Facebook uh, page. Um, it's uh, Illinois Parents Rights and Education. Like their page, you know, get involved and contact uh, Cedra and Linda and um, they need you. You are much more effective when you're working with others. So thank you so much for your time today. This is Parents' Rights Now. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, nonprofit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information. And you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe Schools Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.